All right, guys, we're back again. Another week, um, another fire guest, one that I am really, really pleased with today. And I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy this conversation um, as much as I will. Um, I've got today with me the co-founder, well, sorry, apologies, founder of uh, Jammy uh, UK. And um, it's going to be an interesting conversation because we've yet to have someone on the show who probably has dabbled in the e-commerce space and kind of the marketplace space, I should say. We've had a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of athletes, a lot of sports um, personnel people, but um, not quite like yourself. So welcome to the show, uh, Kalia Ismay. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. You actually weren't wrong. I'm co-founder of Jack. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Wanted, to, wanted to get it right. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't remember. But I, I think it's it's going to be, like I said, a dope conversation for a lot of reasons because I want to get into, obviously, your backstory, you know, how you got to uh, co-found Jamie and what Jamie's all about. Um, but I think I want to actually start with, in thinking about, because we had a conversation obviously offline, in thinking about, you know, the, the the gap that you mentioned you wanted to fill and stuff like that, was entrepreneurship, was actually thinking about, you know, co-founding your own business, etc. Was that actually something that you kind of always had in mind? Was that something that you, you know, I guess was set out to do? Like, kind of talk me through that a little bit. No, not really. Um I kind of, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So um, I knew from when I was like 16, I knew I had like an interest in politics. So I did it at oh, A wow. level. Then I went to University of Manchester. I did politics, philosophy and economics. Basically because someone told me that's what all the politicians do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was like, all right, calm, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> but it was very much a case of like, the closer I got to politics, the more I learned about it, the more I was like, no, this isn't yes. me. <laughs> Um, but when I was at uni, I kind of uh, learned about this concept of like, you know, social enterprise or mm. or kind of partnering like purpose and profit and things like that, Yeah. Um, which I found uh, pretty interesting. I joined um, like a university society called the Manchester Entrepreneurs Society just to learn a bit more about it mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I always had a lot of kind of respect and admiration for mm. people who ran their own businesses because it was like you've literally created something from nothing like mm. something that's in your head yeah but i never really had an idea or had a desire to be that person myself it mm. was just like wow what you guys do is amazing that's super cool um but then when i graduated so i graduated in 2015 so this is um around the time of like the first wave of the black clothes matter movement like there was a lot of conversations at the time around um, around that subject. I think even one of the co-founders of the movement even came to our university at one point, like wow. super active. Um, so it was a topic that I was thinking about a lot. Mm. People that I was around were talking about it a lot. Um, and then uh, one day I had a conversation with um, Jamie's co-founder, um, literally just about like, you know, I wonder what it would take to mm. really get people to support black owned businesses um, just on a regular basis. Because yeah. obviously that's obviously not the only thing that people can do or should be doing yeah. in order to kind of achieve uh, real um, equality. But it is something which all, like average people can yeah. do and it can make a huge impact. Um, 
And so we were just thinking, because you know, at the time it was like, oh, there's a lot of directories around. and But there was something about it that just sent, that didn't seem like it was working. Yeah. Like every time I Googled a directory, it was always, you know, out of yeah, date and the I've links didn't work. There. And you know, <laughs> like it was just like, oh, this is just not a great experience. And so like, you know, it was his suggestion. He was like, but what if there was like an incentive, you know, like a discount card or something? Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that's genius. Um, and so I had that, we had that idea in like summer 2015 and then literally did nothing with it for months because um, I went to Kenya for three months, okay. um, basically part of like an international citizenship program thing um, where I was basically there for three months as in a small town, basically an extra pair of hands for a bunch of mm -hmm. business owners, um, just helping out on different things. Um, and it was while I was there, I kind of realized like what it's really like to be a, a small business owner. And it is just the case of like, no one ever knows what they're doing. You just have to be brave, <laughs> take, take, and just take things day by day. Organize chaos. It's all, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so, yeah. And so when I was there, I was like, oh, actually, I think I should do something about this idea because no one else seems to be doing anything. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll at least start it and then we'll see kind of what happens from there. So. In a way, I kind of fell into it. It wasn't yeah. something which I was doing, like, because I was like, oh, this is going to be my route to riches or anything like that. I was just like, no one else is doing anything like yeah. this. So I feel like I kind of should. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's interesting because, and the reason why, you know, I ask that question is because we have a, a lot of entrepreneurs on the show. And it, it often comes up where, just similar story to you, actually, they just kind of fell into things or, you know, it was by accident, like they discovered a niche or some kind of gap and they just they just went for it so I was just curious as to you know were you like you know a young Gary V out here selling <laughs> baseball cards or like you know sweets in school or whatever the case is so no. yeah. I feel bad when I like when uh, people ask me that stuff because you always hear people who are yeah, like oh yeah. you know I've been hustling from early and I'm like <laughs> no nah, that wasn't me you know <laughs> yeah no nah, I mean everyone's journey is different that's why I think yours is so unique and and I really liked it and I'm pleased to have you on the show because I think it offers a different perspective. You know, for a lot of people who are listening today, your journey's, you know, your journey. So a lot of people might have traveled the same route. They might have, you know, been through certain things that you have, like went to uni, you know, came up with an idea, left it a while, might want to come back to it, etc. So this is actually quite good that you were able to go back and, you know, bring it to life. And, you know, we're definitely going to get into a bit more about it today. But I do want to go back because... Uh, like myself, you're, you know, West Indian, proud West Indian. Shouts out to all the West Indians <laughs> out there. Um, and I know, I guess for me growing up, the, the the thought of, you know, business and ownership and those conversations weren't, you know, very prevalent in my household. It weren't really kind of discussed. It was about, you know, get a good job, you know, good benefits, all that good stuff. So take me back to maybe the dynamics of you know when you were coming up when you were growing up like with your family with your parents siblings etc were those conversations being had or was it an exposure were you exposed to anything of, of that sort no like yeah my mum's very similar it was very much like um get a job how old are you now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it very much you know get get a job like what else would you do like just get, get a job um but I was I was very fortunate so I know I didn't grow up um like surrounded by um uh 
business owners or anything, but I did grow up surrounded by teachers. So mm. my mum, she's English. All her, like she was a teacher. Her, um, her dad was a teacher. And um, like, f I think for that reason, like they had a really strong understanding of like children and how to like mm. facilitate great imagination mm. and just self-assuredness yeah. and confidence in kids. I like that. And so um, I grew up, not like not overconfident, but I grew up with a, a certain self-assuredness about mm. my about me. And my sister's the same, actually, about just kind of feeling like I kind of can do it. And yeah. if I don't do it or if, if, if I do it and it fails, it's not it's yeah. not really the end of the it's world. It is. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And both her and my dad always kind of kind of trusted my judgment to the degree mm. that it was like if I, you know, I said, oh, I'm going to start a business and they were kind of a bit like, Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, obviously I didn't, I didn't quit my job to start a business. Like I did it on the side for a yeah. while. And so they were just like, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. And, and they are so, so supportive. Like mm. my mom helps fulfill all the orders. Like when it was um, in the summer of 2020, things like absolutely exploded for us. And I was, um, wow. we were set, like so many orders were coming through and I, I couldn't cope. Mm. And uh, my mom was like, I will do them for you. Like I will, I'll send them out. I'll pack them for you. When we did pop-up shops, my dad was like, I will come and help you in the shop, wow. like all of this stuff. So, and and like same with my, my uncles, my cousins, like they all come down to everything that we Family do. Affair. Yeah, wow. like, uh, you know, they, they are like my biggest supporters and amb mm. ambassadors. So... I mean, yeah, like that, that's the kind of family that I come from. Like we're all riders, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much because, you know, the, as the saying goes, it takes a village, mm. right? And it seems like that's what you had around you. And you mentioned something that was quite, I guess, unique about your circumstance where you said you were surrounded by teachers and you had that confidence instilled in you from a very early age, or at least that confidence to try. And I speak to a lot of people and, you know, the conversation is about, yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Yeah, I don't know if I should. And, you know, I myself, you know, kind of had that in my earlier days when I was thinking about starting a business or I was thinking about venturing off and doing something that's not as safe as, you know, getting a nine to five, having a steady paycheck, all that stuff. So how has that kind of, I guess, propelled you or even helped you now in these later stages from that early age where, you know, you said your mum and your dad, they were very much like, we trust your judgment, we trust what you do go off and try if you feel it is what it is. How has that kind of transcended to how you more or less go about making decisions probably today? I think it's definitely given me a sense of fearlessness. Mm. Um, actually, no, that's that's not right. Cause it's not that I don't, I operate without fear. I definitely operate with oh, yeah. fear. <laughs> um, but like, it's, I think it's given me a sense of just kind of like, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, yeah. kind of stuff. Like, and, and I think also for me, I'm a kind of person where it's just like, Fear is not a good enough reason to not yeah. do something I like, like you know, it's just not because and I think my the thing that propels me the most is is just not wanting to have regrets. Mm. Like I don't want to regret not doing this because I was scared because yeah. that's not a good enough reason for not for not doing something. Um, and I think that's something which whenever I do, whenever I make a decision about, OK, mm. are we going to go down this route or go down that route? And I do have like that knot in my stomach. Like I do have to sit with myself and be like, is this fear or is this a gut feeling? Yeah. Um, and if it's a gut feeling, then it's like, you know what, this opportunity is not for, mm. not for me. But if it's fear, it's just for like, 
what like what am I afraid of like you know break it down like I'll speak to my mom and and um like she's just like my sounding board I'll just call her and I'll just speak at her for like 20 minutes and then by the end of it I'll come to the end of my (laughs) and I'll come to the end of my thought and I'll be like thanks for a great chat mom and she'll be like yeah sure anytime anytime that's why I'm here literally no that's yeah because you know I I think that yeah my mom's similar as well you know she'll she'll hear me out um she'll definitely give her opinion as well um, but I've definitely got a group of, I guess, people around me who I do kind of rely on or I have that sounding board, you know, like similar to you. So in terms of, I mean, you know, already seeing that you had quite a, a quite blessed and really strong, you know, support, support network in your family. But in terms of the the friends and, you know, that dynamic where were your friend circle, you know, similar in the sense of how you know, you were willing to take these risks? Were you surrounded by, you know, like-minded people or was it completely, you know, the opposite? So um, it's an interesting interesting question. So of my friends, I'm the only one who is, quote-unquote, an entrepreneur. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, all of my friends are, like, absolutely killing it in their respective fields. Mm-hmm. Another one of my friends um, has literally just released, like, this groundbreaking book series. She's, like, a publisher. She's, like, absolutely killing it in that in that wow. industry shout out to equipping on if anyone is listening come on yeah it's, it's amazing it's like a, a book series about black british culture i could talk about it for ages but that's <laughs> not what this episode is about but check it out after um but no no so 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 all of my friends are absolutely killing it in, in their respective fields like the ones that i met at uni the ones that i've had from school yeah. and so even though yeah they're not entrepreneurs like they i've always had their support again mm. they always turn up to everything that i do they um put their money where their mouth is or where yeah. their heart is rather like they, they've, they've been amazing at every step they always say um my name or jammy's name in important rooms and things mm. like that and i think i've been very fortunate that yeah. i have been surrounded by people like that and I think also kind of touching on something that you said earlier, it's it's like, it's important for people to recognize like when you have a business, even if you're like the only person mm. who is getting paid from the business, like a business is, has always got a team of people behind yeah. it. Even if 100%. it's just, they're doing the emotional labor for yeah. you. They're like picking you up when- Sweat when equity is important. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like they don't have to literally do anything. Uh, but sometimes, you know, my friends have just turned up when we've done market stalls, they've just turned up and sat, stood on the table with mm-hmm. me. Like, just to, to hang out, yeah. do you know what I mean? Love just that. be like, oh, you know, that. I didn't want you to be lonely. <clears throat> um, and, you know, that is the kind of stuff, like if they hadn't done that, I probably would have burned out a yeah. lot sooner. Or, or Yeah, it's, 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 you know, I think it's so underestimated how important a role those people around you do play, especially in your early journey. You know, when you're coming up, when the grind is real, mm. when you're just, you know, almost like you said, to that point of burnout. You know, just whether it's words of encouragement, whether it's just having people around you um, who are, you know, just winning you on, just just keep going. Um, and I've had conversations like that because there's been times where I'm like, yeah, I can't bother to just drive to this. this F, like it's long, but it's one of those things where, you know, I'm passionate about the field. I'm passionate about what we're doing and the mission that we're we're on and what we're building. Um, and, you know, to hear stories and bring to life stories like what you've done and what you've achieved that's important for me mm. you know that's important for hopefully the audience to listen to watch and try and get a grasp of you know how maybe they themselves can you know apply it doesn't have to be creating a marketplace but it could be anything right um and just know that it's possible so it's important for us to kind of let people like yourself be out there and be known and your story as well so getting into that story um in terms of jammy actually why did you name it jammy 
Oh, so I was curious about Yeah, that. so Jami means community in Sahili. Ah, um, okay. So when I was trying to think of a name, because I wanted a name, uh, Jami's co-founder and I wanted a name that felt really inclusive mm -hmm. because we knew from early, like it was important to get everyone behind this mission mm -hmm. of, of supporting black owned businesses. And so we wanted a name that felt like pe something that anyone and everyone could get behind. Yeah. Um, and when I was trying to work out names and stuff, I was talking to one of my friends from Kenya um, who suggested, oh, why don't you use a name like, uh, the, you know, a Swahili word or something. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I started chucking out um, <laughs> words. And then eventually he was like, oh, well, Jammy means, uh, sorry, community means, um, Jammy means community. <laughs> there you go. Swahili, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's it. Like, that's great. And so, and yeah, so that's the, that's the story. Really? Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a sick name. Like when I yeah. first heard about it, obviously shouts out to Deborah for making this happen. Um, if you haven't checked her out, our previous episode do so um but i thought oh jamie that's because i guess in the caribbean as well you know when you're saying something is jamie is it's it's not too it's it's kind of a good thing i guess in terms of context it's how you use it but i was like oh that's that's actually a cool name so it's good to hear the origin of it and kind of how it came about so that's cool um so talk me through because you mentioned something earlier actually that i wanted to touch on in terms of your trip to kenya and getting involved with, you know, I guess purpose-led, you know, kind of missions and stuff like that. And it obviously ties into your your business acumen and how you guys now run Jamie and, and what is what it stands for, which we'll get into. Um, but has that been rooted in, in yourself from, you know, I guess a young age in terms of, because, and the reason I ask that question is because oftentimes I actually had this same conversation about, you know, probably earlier today around our culture and what it means to us and, and how we quote unquote protect it, you know, and, and how people, you know, take, take, take from our culture. And, you know, it always seems to not be reciprocated in any way, shape or form. So understanding, you know, what mission I guess you're on now and the importance of it, you know, and obviously going to Kenya and that trip and you said it opened up your eyes to really looking into, you know, getting a, a probably firsthand view of, you know, business and kind of what it takes. Was that something that you um, discovered at a later stage in your life in terms of like, you know, who you are, what you represent as a black woman, really kind of putting yourself out there and building Jammy to what it is now and, you know, having it be a staple in the community? Um, as you know, so my, so like I said, my mum's, my mum's white, but she's a teacher. Mm. And she, when I was growing up, in like the early 90s she went out of her way to make sure i was surrounded by black things like mm. you know my my toys were black my books were black wow. yeah and this was that's the early fun. 90s yeah, like yeah. this was that's not fun. easy yeah, yeah this was not easy you can know? imagine shouts um, out to mom yeah that's, yeah yeah and, and like my dad and his brothers were always they weren't necessarily like super duper pro black but mm. they you know yeah. yeah do you know what i mean yeah, like they yeah. they were like i was watching you know documentaries on like rodney king and marvin um and um and all of these you know important yeah, about historic important black moments. figures yeah, yeah absolutely like, um from from early i i remember one of my uncles when i was about nine gave me a book which was the a to z of black heroes 
And I read that book like a million times. Like wow. it was a, it was for kids, but it was just, it was everything to me. I loved mm. it so much. And it was all African-Americans, I think apart from maybe one person who, um, <laughs> Chaka Zulu, South Africa. Um, but like, <sighs> it was like, I, I loved it so much. And he always gave me comic books, which had um, black characters in, which now I think about, I have no idea where he got, but like, but but it's always, for you between yeah, them, yeah. But I, I always, always grew up with like, a sense of you know you're black and yeah. you're part of the black community and this is the history of of the black community of course there was oppression and of course there was suffering but his also pride mm. um and uh my dad in particular you know he's a lad from Bermondsey like <laughs> he was always like he, he was always like black British yeah. like so obviously like um until recently African-American culture um, had such an imp has had such an impact, impact on like the yeah. black experience here as well. Absolutely. But he's always like, you know, you're black British. <laughs> and so I always like really loved being black British yeah, kind of thing, yeah. which I think is a, a uniquely Caribbean thing because, you know, the Caribbeans came over yeah. before. Like when I speak to my friends who are of African heritage, like they're more like, no, I'm Ghanaian or, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, see what your kids say, what they say what you are, you know, um, but like, That's so true. yeah, but you know, I, I always, always had this thing in me about, you know, yeah, no, I'm black British and, and, and kind of loving what that meant. And, mm -hmm. you know, cause obviously that, you know, I, my nan is Jamaican, my gran granddad was St. Lucia, but like was from St. Lucia, but having that culture meet mm. London and yeah. meet England, it's like something different to what yeah. it is over there. Yeah, no, it's um, different. So yeah, no, I was, I was always uh, super proud of it, but um, obviously kind of knowing that as a child mm. you you do have to go through a process of like yeah. <laughs> what that means as an adult 100%. as well uh which i think where is mm. where kind of like the black lives matter movement and stuff yeah. that happened uh between like 2013 2015 was pretty formative for me because yeah. you know i say all this stuff but i still have my hair straight all the time mm. i you know it wasn't until i was like 19 20 that i started having um my curly hair out on a regular basis yeah. i started to really learn how to uh care for it and and stuff like that wow that's crazy you say that i had um and there's so many i guess gems in what you just said because me myself you know growing up west indian and and having you know pretty much like all of my family were definitely you know very pro-black and stuff like that but it was a lot of stuff that i realized i had to almost learn but also unlearn um, in my later years and this mm. journey has been it's been phenomenal because it's really starting to get me a lot more connecting and deep rooted in my ancestry and my you know roots and stuff like that and just learning like you said about you know that pride that triumph that's sometimes swept under the carpet or just you know not even mentioned um, it's not all despair it's not all you know heartache that we went through there's actually like really powerful moments in our history so it's just kind of you know really taking a uh, making an emphasis making a point to really learn that and, and teach it as much as I can you know to those who care to listen so that's quite interesting but I think one of the things that I'm now really keen on is how do we as a people as a community that's why it's so important and stuff that you guys are building how are we able to kind of galvanize that and really kind of move in the same direction because oftentimes like you said with my African friends, it's the same thing. It's like, nah, bro, like you stay over there. This this is where my roots are. And and I, I respect that so much, so highly, like I was saying about the culture piece. Mm. You know, it's, it's oftentimes like, you know, you can see Ghanaian culture. You can tell like Nigerian, like, you know, like it's, it's clear for everyone. 
but even like in America, you wouldn't really say there's an African American culture. You know, it's it's almost like the music and sports kind of speak for that, but they're not dressing like you know, um, you know how Africans would dress. You know, in their droves and kind of like their native kind of garments and stuff like that. It's not like that. So it's an interesting conversation and one that. I probably have way more than I care to, to be honest, <laughs> sometimes. Um, but it's it's necessary, right? And it leads me to my next question, which is, you know, in your journey to start Jammy and understanding kind of the, the mission that you guys are on and what you wanted to actually do and build a company on, was it important to have that identity, you know, in terms of like the, like you said, the BLM, BLM movement came about and, and that was great. Um, but was that, you know, kind of the driving force between, right, how can we get as many people, especially from the community, supporting the community and other businesses in the community? Yeah. So, sorry, I'm just thinking, I was thinking about everything that you were saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think the first thing I would say just about is the comparison between like African American community and Black British, because mm -hmm. like we've got very different histories. Yeah, definitely. Like, the African-American community has been in existence for, you know, hundreds of years yeah. in the same places, yeah. like for hundreds of years. So I think like to say, I, I there is definitely an African-American culture, but I think like it's, 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 yeah, I, I know what you're saying about it. It's like, it's yeah. not African. Yeah, it's exactly. like, it literally is the hybrid. Yeah. Like it's African-American, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's kind of floating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, whereas like with, with our community like we we know our heritage a lot more like mm. you know we are fr like you know i can trace my heritage back to a specific place in jamaica or even further back yeah, do you know what absolutely. i mean um whereas i think it's a, it's different over there yeah um i think for us yeah it was really important for us to be black british and to mm -hmm. like that's who we are that's the only experience we know yeah. so um that's something which was always important to us um from the beginning um, but it's interesting because we actually started before it, before like the Black British culture became like this kind of big mm. thing, like you know where it started moving into the mainstream. What was that like? <laughs> uh, it was interesting actually. Like it, it was interesting because even though like we always knew like Black British, but like it was it was an interesting about the language we used. Like we started off saying African and Caribbean because like that was the mm. language people were using at the time. You have yeah. to kind of speak to what people know. Yeah. Um, and I think it was around 2017, so after we've been doing it for like a year, that we started saying Black British, mm. like, it's because, you know, that is what it is. But our our tone of voice, our personality had always been that, but we just didn't use that as like the language because people oh, okay. kind of, yeah, like knew like African and Caribbean. But I think what's really important though about any community initiative is that you can't lead from the front. Like you can't try and organize a community that is not how it works at yeah. all it always comes from the bottom it comes from groups at the bottom and i think especially in our community where we've got for like literally like you said you've got people who e don't even identify in the same way yeah. like see so you, you know you've got you know your jamaicans and you've got your uh, solutions or your Bayesians, but then also you've got your your ghanaians you've got your ethiopians you've got your Cong the congolese like yeah. you know all of this and the differences between us are, are just as important as the similarities, like because the, the difference is a beautiful kind of thing. Yeah. And trying to get a group of people who have not spent the last 300, 400 years together in the same space, having yeah, the same experience, is your net, like even, even in like African-Americans <laughs> complain about not getting African-Americans on, onto the same page. <laughs> so like, you know, it's never, it's not gonna happen like that yeah. with us. 
but that's okay. I think it's just important to recognize mm. that. It's, it's important not to try and do that because you're not gonna get super far like that. Yeah. But instead we need to be empowering from the from the bottom, you know, mm. empowering like the community groups, the community organizations, people who are, who are organizing on a much smaller level um, and people who are thinking about, okay, well, how can we collaborate? How can we move together as one? And then whoever wants to follow us can follow. Mm. Um, which is something which we've always kind of we've always kind of done. Like, you know, you you kind of said about how important is it to us that we have Black British support mm. in supporting the Black British community. Yeah, it's very important. But also, there will be some people from the community who really don't care about what we're doing, yeah. and that's okay. Because there are also a lot of people outside of the community who really care about what we're doing, mm -hmm. and so we care about people who care about what we're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. I suppose it's one of those things where you know you're not gonna get everyone, um, no. and and it's, and that's fine. Like you said, you know, it's about number one meeting people where they are. I think um, in this journey of celebrating blackness and black excellence and all that stuff like not everyone is is on board not everyone is probably as vocal or maybe as into it as others are and that's fine you know mm -hmm. to each their own but i guess it is it's fascinating because it doesn't take away you know like you said from the mission and what you guys are, are building so let's talk about the the business model because i find it quite interesting and i'm like how can i use this how can i utilize this as well so for people out there everyone's listening everyone's watching you know the concept and how you guys came up with the business model. Uh, can you just break that down and just explain it, you know, just for those who don't know? Yeah, so kind of touched on it before that, you know, we started out as a discount card for black owned businesses, mm -hmm. which is what it sounds like. So the point of it was to get people thinking of, of black makers whenever they had something to buy, um, because we kind of identified that, you know, when things are trending on social media, mm. everyone starts talking about what can I do? How can I make a difference? Oh, we should support black owned businesses. Let's get a thread going of black owned businesses that we support. <laughs> you know, all of that stuff, which is great for, yeah. for, for awareness, but it's like, but then when, you know, Monday rolls around and like, you know, if Arsenal's lost or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people's attention is, is fleeting. And, and it's just the case, it, we were just like, okay, how can we get, it's clear that people have intentions. Mm -hmm. How can we move people from, intentions to actions clearly there is a missing piece here yeah and so for us at the time we were like okay we let's let's come up with this concept of the discount card let's literally incentivize people to think of of black makers when they've got something to buy um for the customer it's great because they get a discount um they are um and whenever people have discounts they always like they always think about it from the business perspective like for them it was literally like a marketing cost um mm. it was it encourages because also it encourages um customers to try businesses that they might not have tried before it encourages yeah. repeat custom and so it was just a case of it seemed like a win-win you know situation yeah. um and it was working but then as time went on like you know we would get customer feedback or we get feedback from our partners like that basically made us think we can do more here like there's more mm. that can be done so yeah. you know our partnered businesses were saying to us like oh it would be great if you you know organize marketplaces or organize shops or um did workshops for us and stuff like that and we were talking to our customers and we realized that you know the way that the platform was built at the time there was just too many clicks yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> It was just, it, it was too much work on their, on their side, yeah. you know, to whatever. And so we were like, okay, um, first things, this is first. We were like, okay, we'll 
um, transition into an online marketplace. Mm. So all the orders happen on our site and that's great because then we also can see data, like everything that we are doing becomes a lot more efficient yeah. and, and, and effective. And, and we can also kind of like say, oh, okay, well, if this condition is doing really well and this one's not, like, I wonder what's going on here. And yeah. like, you know, make suggestions or whatever. Remove a lot of the friction from the process for, for the customers to kind of increase conversions and all of that, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, and then we started doing events, obviously, uh, then COVID hit um, <laughs> and threw all of that kind of out of the window. But then, you know, in August 2020, we did our very first pop-up shop. Um, and we've done four in total now since then. We've actually got two coming up um, which in May, which I'm really, really excited about. Right. One in London and one in Birmingham. Oh, um, I hope you say Manchester. Uh, you know what? We were thinking about Manchester, but it's too far. <sighs> <laughs> not this time maybe we'll see how Birmingham goes um but um and 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 we've kind of we've evolved like very since we started doing gift boxes now as well like we partnered with um bigger organizations then yeah. asked to kind of deliver different initiatives that like we partnered with um uh, an out-of-home advertiser last year called clear channel to give uh, free billboards to uh, black-owned businesses wow. um, we partnered with pinterest to release a short film called legacy um, our Christmas pop-up was uh, the result of a partnership with Airbnb. Our pop-ups that were coming up with in May are the result of a partnership with Lloyds Bank. Um, and, and essentially, like, the mission, how we do what we do, mm-hmm. we're a bit indifferent to. <laughs> as long as it fulfills the mission, you know? Yeah. Like, we, we see we see gaps in, in the ecosystem. Yeah. And we know exactly what our place is and how we can fill it. We... Um, and we do as much as we can to, to fill those gaps and to signpost people. If we're, if you know, obviously people come to us and like, oh, can you introduce us to investors? And we're like, we're not in the investor space, but I'll tell you an organization that is. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, Carly, can you be a VC? For yeah, <laughs> honestly, we've had so many, com- like, and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, maybe we should should do this. And then it's like, no, just like, yeah. Sometimes you have to stay in your lane yeah, and focus yeah. on on just executing in that lane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so yeah yeah now that's that's amazing i think that whole journey and thank you for explaining that because you know i obviously understand it we had previous conversations but i think it gives context to number one those who didn't know about jamie obviously didn't understand kind of the mechanics behind it how it works and maybe how it can benefit them as a consumer and also these black businesses who are um who are on the platform as well um and i think the partnerships that you mentioned are just amazing you know and it's good to see that these you know, larger enterprises are willing to, you know, take that, I guess, we'll call it a risk, but wouldn't, wouldn't take, you know, those those uh, partnerships, those collaborations with you guys because, you know, some of the conversations we have is often how, like you've actually mentioned, it's funny you mentioned that, how do we get more investment? How would you get more funding from these organisations are going about that? Uh, and even I myself was involved in these conversations as well and it's like, it's difficult you know it's not easy and that's probably why people are coming to you like you know how how do I do this but it's one of those things where I think you know more of these collaborations more of these partnerships that you guys are hopefully doing can open up the door and really kind of you know leave a bit of a blueprint you know for people to hopefully follow and you know make some kind of gains or some advances on so yeah no that's that's pretty cool I think I mentioned to you um maybe Spike earlier on in the week whether you're looking to go outside the UK and stuff like that. I I was already jumping the gun. But like you said, it's important also to kind of recognise, you know, staying in your lane and obviously taking full advantage of that. But what's the the plan, you know, beyond, I guess, the pop-ups that are coming up? 
um, in terms of Jammy, I guess that, I don't know, two, three, four year plan, anything that you guys can, can share, any exclusives? <laughs> you know, people always ask me this, but I don't, I don't ever know how to respond because um, I always have a million ideas. <laughs> so it's like, you ask me on a different day, you'll get a slightly different answer. Um, essentially, like what the plan is for this year, at least, is to do what we do, but to do it extremely well. Mm. Like the last two years have been chaos. Um, and it's been great chaos, but mm. you know, kind of when um, everything kind of happened um, in the aftermath of George Floyd, that complete, mm. that changed the global landscape. And mm. for us, it just kind of like accelerated a huge amount uh, of, of things that we were doing and kind of since then we have not necessarily been playing catch up but we've had so many opportunities come our way we've had we've tried so many new things we've executed like incredible like things that you know a few years ago I was only I was just literally just manifesting like you know we had a wow. billboard at Christmas like that was incredible you know like you know things things like that like and this year is just about us not doing lots of new things but doing the things that we know we can do really really well um and that is that's kind of actually our focus like being like just improving our expertise i suppose in a way yeah, yeah. like becoming like best in class mm. um rather than kind of focusing on like expanding and and um and and trying new lanes and stuff like yeah. that yeah, probably spreading yourself too thin but i think like you said it's just doubling down on you know the strengths what you guys do well mm. and you know just looking at the model there's so much growth because every day i'm trying to speak to myself personally as many black businesses as i can as many you know black entrepreneurs that are out there or just people in the community in general who are like you know, they want to move the culture forward in a positive way. They're doing things that can better our people um, in whatever capacity, you know, whatever lane they're, they're, they're choosing. So that's dope that you guys are, you know, thinking about, right, let's just dominate in this space. Because you're right, I don't think, or at least off the top of my head, I don't know of anyone else that's kind of doing similar things to you, like you yeah, said. The, there's the, not the anyone. <laughs> We're the only ones that the best ones. The links are out there. <laughs> the out there. But, you know, this that's why it's so cool. That's why it's so dope. And it's a really good model. Um, and it was important, one, for me to just kind of get familiar, you know, and, and represent support however I can. But also try and get it out to as many people as we can. So those guys are like, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty cool, you know. And mm. like I said, if they want to collaborate, if they want to get in touch as well, um, and that was actually one of my next questions. How many people are coming to you in terms of seeking advice, mentorship? You know, is that something that you actually do or, you know, take on as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do um, mentoring. Like, not... So I didn't really see myself as, like, a mentor. Like, um, yeah, I'm very much a person where, like, all I can do is tell you my perspective mm. and tell you my experience and hear what you're saying and just share yeah. thoughts on that. And that I, I will never be like, this is what you need to do and just, you know, whatever. It's it's up to the person to do whatever they want. And I always say to people, like, take it with a pinch of salt if you think I'm talking rubbish. <laughs> Disclaimer. Then, yeah, no, but it's just like, you know, because I've had conversations with people that seem very, you know, they seem very confident in themselves and they, yeah. you know, have the experience on paper and then some of the things they say, and you're just like, mm, I'm not sure yeah. about that. But it's like, you know, so I always say to people, like, just translate whatever I'm saying to your experience. If it doesn't sit right with you, then mm. discard it. Like, don't, don't, don't listen. Do you know what I mean? No, that's... Um, that's... 
but <laughs> yeah so no but it's, it's true like it has to fit with you because yeah. at the end of the day like you're the decision maker and you are the um it's it's all gonna it's gonna rise and fall with you kind of thing um but yeah no i do i do mentoring sessions like i'm actually a google mentor um and i'm oh, a mentor wow. for hatch enterprise which is like a really great organization that helps um female founders and uh founders from disadvantaged backgrounds mm. um so yeah basically almost all of my ment mentees are women or black women love that <laughs> yeah love yeah that. that's, that's um, so dope. but yeah no so, yeah i love it actually it's 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 really interesting to kind of like see so mm. many other uh, uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and what they're doing. And almost anyone who decides to speak to me is someone who is doing something with purpose involved. Yeah. And it's great to speak to someone who's passionate about anything. <sighs> it's yeah. just, it's just. Talk, yeah. talk on it. Cause I actually, you know, that's a great segue because I do remember you, you mentioning the kind of purpose led, you know, and for me, that's again, everything that we, we do on the network, everything we do with the company at the moment, you know, says Brianna's along like it literally does what it says on the tin um so for you how important is it in terms of that purpose-led you know kind of um piece in terms of what you're building and what you're doing um and yeah how important is that i'll, I'll answer the other question afterwards yeah Nothing else matters to Jamie apart mm. from its mission. Love and that. keeping the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Yeah. But pay the bills. Yeah, paying the bills. <laughs> but, but you know, like, no, but that that's literally and that's that's why, you know, when I listed off the million things that we do. Yeah. Like that that's why. Because like, you know, I didn't set Jamie up because I wanted to set up a marketplace or because mm. I wanted to run a shop. I, I it's it's set up because we wanted to see a difference in the world. Um, and that's that's why we're open to opportunities in terms of like how exactly we make that difference um, mm. come about. Yeah, now that's so important. And I recently, I would say, I've really started connecting with people who share that same vision, and it's completely different. And yeah, it's like you said, you know, you got pay your bills, keep the lights on, all that stuff. But it's just a different feeling when you're, you know, led by a innate purpose you know that you can't really sometimes even explain um or it's not like oh i want to make x amount from this venture or that but it's like it just feels good you know and you know you're doing it for all the right reasons you know to to help people to be of service to well bring others along you know in this case so yeah and, and that's you know kind of ties into our mission a lot of the time in terms of the people that we speak to you know is how many people can we impact can we affect with stories like yourself you know through documentaries that we're looking to do through just storytelling mm -hmm. and especially from a you know the, the black kind of um diaspora in terms of all walks of life you know like you said people i speak to in the caribbean are very different in terms of the conversations i have mm -hmm. with people from the continent and from america and all these different places but it's beautiful because all of those stories hold a special place in you know each and every one of us in terms of what we represent so yeah nah, it's, it's super dope man um so i guess i want to almost say what's next but i feel like there's mm -hmm. one trillion things that you've just got kind of coming up and, and stuff like that but you know if the people wanted to um obviously get in touch kind of reach out and um you know kind of just support like you said how can they get in touch either with you i'm sure you'll have like just hopefully anyways people will be like oh how can i get a mentorship mm -hmm. i'm sure that's probably how it's going to happen but yeah how can people get in touch with jamie how can they support all that good stuff 
Yeah, so um, Jammy, our website is lovejammy.com, which is L-O-V-E-J-A-M-I-I.com. On Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, our social handle is at UK Jammy, which is U-K-J-A-M-I-I. Um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with me personally, Carly Ismay at Carly Ismay on Instagram is the best place. I will probably not reply to you on the other one. <laughs> um, That's um, funny. Usually people are like, no, don't. Do like people are always like, oh, message me on LinkedIn. And I'm like, I will not get to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, Instagram That's is my funny. guilty pre- pleasure. So like, I will see it on Instagram. But it's just at Carly Ismay, yeah. K-H-A-L-I-A-I-S-M-A-I. And I had to make sure I spelled that right. <laughs> Watching you try to spell yeah. your name. I spelled it wrong before, and it's just yeah. yeah. It's like I obviously know how to spell my own name, but like when you're on a when you're being recorded, you're like, oh my god, I can't the get pressure. this wrong. The pressure. Yeah. No, that's that's funny. Now, Kali, I think you know it's so amazing um what you guys are doing and what you're building and, and i just wanted to thank you first, first of all for being on the show because we obviously just hooked up briefly um like i said for you for deborah who's you know like one of my favorite people right now um in terms of just her energy and who, who she is she's amazing um but hearing your story and kind of the journey from her and then you know speaking to yourself i was like yeah no nah, no way we need to we need to get you on because you know i get a lot of messages and you know dms from people um, especially black women as well actually because yeah, black women are just killing it in terms of you know starting their own businesses just getting on that entrepreneurship vibe um and i think it's a great representation to have people like yourself in the ecosystem we know all too well there's all types of craziness going on and mm. representation isn't always the best but it's good to see people like you who are kind of championing that movement and that you know somewhat the forefront uh, i'm sure there are others out there and we'll get to you guys sooner rather than later but yeah i just want to say thank you for being on the show sharing your story you know and kind of giving the audience a flavor for what jammy's all about and uh, hopefully you know a lot more people will be tapping in um and following the journey seeing what you guys are all about well thank yeah. you so much for having me it's such a great conversation yeah. like yeah really uh, good questions uh, um but yeah it. i would say if anyone is thinking about starting a business there there's so much support out there for black founders right now whether you're you know wanting to go into tech or you're a maker you're you know a beautician whatever it might be um there is so much support like now is literally the best time to to try and get started with something there's so much in the ecosystem i know i know um so don't hesitate don't let fear be the reason that you don't yeah yeah. now i I love what you said just now you know fear can't be the reason why you don't do something like there Mm -hmm. definitely needs to be a bigger reason And, and you're absolutely right you know we found it say easy but definitely a lot more accepting in terms of like the conversations we're trying to have with people um in terms of you know ventures we want to start businesses we want to get started with as well and just the support i guess you know is is there mm-hmm. obviously there needs to be you know a good reason to get the support but yeah i would definitely echo that you know i'll make sure that if you are trying to start your business or whatever you're trying to do it doesn't necessarily have to be starting your business but if you're trying to get a message out there or build some kind of brand or anything like that absolutely just you know put one foot in front of the other and just yeah. move forward you know yeah. simple as that but yeah now nah, um uh, once again thank you so much for being on the show this was definitely one of my my favorite conversations because i think what you guys are doing is super dope so yeah. i appreciate you coming on um and for everyone listening obviously we'll make sure we plug all of uh Kalia's details and, and Jamie's as well in the show notes so you can follow all the links like she said um, hit her up on social uh, media 
IG, preferably. <laughs> um, so you can get in contact with her, see all the good stuff she's got coming up. Uh, like she said, the pop-up shop's coming soon. We'll definitely work on that one in Manchester, I promise. Um, and yeah, until next time, guys, we will uh, see you next week. Peace. Bye.